Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pasta. That's a podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. As always, I'm your host, Mike. And today, I am joined with Sephiroth Sword 57, aka uh, I think you call yourself Seph Sama. You're a content creator on YouTube with the focus on Japanese um, culture. You do like video game reviews, reactions to like, you know, uh, Japanese media, trailers, stuff like that. And you're known infamously for many of your, eh, I guess I'll say, interesting takes on media. Uh, Seth, how are you doing today? I am doing uh, really well. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, currently uh, later in the evening, but uh, I don't have any work tomorrow. So I can uh, go on for quite a while. Yes, and again, I apologize. Um that we couldn't like coordinate the times better but i think we live in like vastly different time zones um so for my audience uh the go-to question i start with it works for me oh sorry go ahead no go ahead oh sorry sorry um so as my audience knows my go-to question is i know i gave you like very brief introduction but i guess we kind of want to expound on that a bit yourself and uh I guess explain in your own words to my audience like who you are and what like motivates the content that you create. Mm. Well, yes. Uh, well, to uh, the the way I usually introduce myself is that I'm a writer, I'm an artist, musician, actor, con- content creator, martial artist, a game designer, reviewer, and a scholar of Japanese culture. And uh, I've been doing uh, my uh, I've been doing YouTube for about uh, eight years. Uh, I've been making YouTube videos, and my goal is to inform the West, uh, mostly Europe and the Americas, about uh, Japanese culture and uh, what we can learn from it to better ourselves as human beings. Hmm. I see. So, um, yes. I, I get usually a lot of different like content creators on this, you know, on this platform here, and usually they come from like vastly different backgrounds. Um, so I guess I'm kind of curious, like you explained a little that you started like roughly eight years ago doing YouTube content, but even like before that, like what got you into YouTube and like what, you know, like, well, what's your, your background in like video creation and content creation? Hmm. Interesting. I haven't gotten that question before. Um, I would say that uh, made me start because my first video I made was more of a, but well, it was more of a uh, comedy review, uh, similar, similar to something like the angry video game nerd, the videos he he, he used to make, and uh, other similar content creators, and I I wanted to do my own take on that, and that was before I had the intent of wanting to show the West uh, more, well, wanting to give out more information about Japan. So uh, that's what uh, made me want to start was, I guess, Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, also known as James Rolfe, made some funny videos uh, in the 2000s. Uh, and that was, that's what uh, inspired me to make videos uh, to begin with. Uh, and I didn't really have a... I wa- always wanted to create stuff, whether it was video games or music uh, or stuff that's similar. But YouTube videos were something that I I, I, I didn't really think I was going to start doing. But as soon as I started, it was uh, I knew there was something that I, I had to keep... Uh, keep making so and i apologize if if i missed any part of this i had to like step up to swipe off an alarm on my phone um but so did you Mm. have any like formal training in like video production or are you like mostly self-taught i'm self-taught uh everything Uh, i don't have any i i haven't done any well i haven't uh most of the stuff i learned uh, i've learned from youtube actually from looking up how to do stuff and i think that's a that's a good way of uh, learning stuff today because you can find it any solution you can pretty much find on uh, on youtube and uh, uh, sites like that Hmm. 
And do you lament like um, just doing it, like having that approach to learning how to do this stuff, or do you kind of wish that you at least somewhat had like you know been taught like in a school? Because I can understand like there's a pros and cons to kind of doing it like both both ways. So I'm kind of curious as to your perspective on that. <clears throat> well, uh, for me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I've for me as as long as I can can get the the information out that I want uh, to the viewers. I don't really, for, for me, it doesn't matter too much uh, if I learned it. The, the the techniques that I've learned myself has been enough uh, for me personally. Hmm, I see. No, yeah, that, may, that makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm self-taught to myself. Um, I only know, like, the very basics, and that's why I kind of, like, guided the content in the way that I make it. So I'm always kind of curious to hear people's perspective um on oh, okay. that i see um and so you also do streaming though right yes uh, i've been doing streaming uh, once in a while i i haven't streamed in a while but it is something that i do uh, from time to time just to getting get in touch with the swordlings which which are my fans um and uh it is also something i i enjoy doing so um, but it's uh, my focus is mainly on the on the YouTube uh, content creation. Right, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Um, so with streaming, I, I guess I guess I'm kind of curious because like you seem to have like such a personal connection with like. Well, I don't know if personal is like the right way to like word it, but like a, a connection with like your audience, like you call them your swordlings. I think you even have like your own. Uh, discord where you talk with them like you know casually and stuff about the mm. show and what have you um how do you feel that you balance like uh, i guess how, how would i word this like to kind of balance like you know the like the parasocial relationship that you might like develop with an audience because th this exists for like obviously any content creator but i think like for some it's more of an issue than others depending on like what format you do like i know streamers have more of a problem with this than like regular you know video content creators so how do you think you create that separation between yourself and your audience in order to like maintain like your own privacy oh well uh, i guess um, the best way to explain because my my viewers i don't see them as as friends it's more of a uh, and I also think that kind of, uh, that that kind of uh, just just like you mentioned, it can be it can be a uh, it can be a bad thing too. This parasocial thing, uh, but for me personally, I see it more more of a uh, student and teacher kind of uh, relationship, uh, where they where I uh, teach the fans and they look up to me. And uh, that's the kind of uh, relationship we've had since, well, the the beginning. And you can see it from uh, the comments and from the Discord service that they ask me a lot of questions and want to learn. And uh, they always enjoy my content and learn a lot from it. So there's never any part where there's where it gets uh, where I've had any problems with any any of my swordlings. They've all been very. They know how to behave, and they're good people, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 been good. So uh, I've never had a problem over the eight years, except for except for some haters that show up once in a while. But even even those people are very, they're not very frequent. Right. So you'd say overall that your community is like very like positive in terms of like. Not only the content you put out, but like newcomers coming in. Mm, yes. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Um, so this is kind of timely that we have the interview because uh, granted this episode isn't necessarily going to release right away, but we just got done um, with, you know, the Summer Games Fest. Or pretty much done. I think they're still having shows here and there, but for the most part, it's like done with like mm. the main ones. 
uh, and yesterday that we had a Capcom showcase. So I guess yeah. I'm kind of curious, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything because I have a feeling that you might have wanted to make a video on this, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on some of the latest Capcom releases. Well, I am, I've been talking about it a little bit on Twitter, uh, but I haven't, I'm not planning to make a video on it, so it's fine. We can, we can talk about that for a little bit. Uh, and uh, I am looking forward to, I think Capcom has been the, the best so far. Of course, um, most of them have been a lot of, a lot of uh, Western games uh, with a lot of, uh, well, there's been a lot of sh shooting games uh, that look look the same. So, when as soon as I saw Capcom, they've been they've been doing a they've been doing really good, and they're gonna be showing uh, some something new from the Dragon's Dogma series tomorrow. My money's on remaster, honestly. <laughs> Maybe, I don't think they're gonna we, go we could, to. We could yeah. I th I think we I think we're going to see two actually I am I'm I have a feeling but we will have to I guess we will have have to wait and see you know that's always kind of confused me though because um are are you a fan of the Monster Hunter series yes I be I have been playing Monster Hunter since Monster Hunter one uh, of course I only played the good ones the one on uh, on uh, PlayStation 2 and PSP and Monster Hunter World, of course. Uh, so uh, I am. Uh, I I have been a, I've been a fan of that series. Yes. Okay, so what I don't usually get is like you know with the existence of Dragon's Dogma because what, what I always imagined Dragon's Dogma was, and you played World, so you kind of know this was like kind of like this template for what they would eventually like you know evolve some of the ideas into like monster Hunter world like with the first dragon's dom dogma so you had like some mechanics like mounting and like you know um i think like some of the party mechanics they kind of uh you know um adapted into like the monster hunter series so i'm kind of curious like why like what relevance would Dra like that's that's kind of the reason why i don't think dragon's dogma 2 would really be a thing like like why if you have Monster Hunter already and you're already doing what you want to do in that series, like why would you can like why would you continue Dragon's Dogma? That's that kind of just seems confusing to me. Well, uh, I can tell you right now that uh, the the person who's gonna be holding the event uh, for the for tomorrow's event is uh, uh, Itsuno Hideaki, uh, who is the creator of. Uh, Dragon's Dogma and Devil May Cry and among other uh, Capcom classics and uh, he has said for a long time that he wanted to continue Dragon's Dogma uh, ever since he made the first game he felt this was so much that he wanted to do with the series that he wasn't hadn't been able to get the, the chance to do and uh, he seems very enthusiastic about the series and wanting to make a new game so that is why i am i am optimistic that we're go gonna see something uh, soon because with devil may cry 5 uh it's you know uh, showed that he is able to create a a modern uh, game that is very popular so i think capcom have uh, have uh, uh, they, they put him in uh, the, as one of their uh, top uh, creators, I would say. Hmm. I see. Um, yeah, that, that should definitely be interesting. I guess, what would you want to see then in a Dragon's Dogma 2 that you're not quite getting, you know, in like Monster Hunter? I mean, I, I do know that they are very different series, but I, I guess just broadly, what would you want to see in a Dragon's Dogma 2? Well, I wanted to see an, uh, an expansive, rich world uh, and use a lot of the mechanics uh, that were really cool in the first one, but expand them more. For example, Dragon's Dogma 1 had this, uh, where, you, where when it got, uh, when it was night, it was completely dark and you needed a light source uh, to be able to see where you were going. And the... Uh, 
but they, they, the idea was uh, planted in Dragon's Dogma 1, but they didn't really do too much with it. And I feel like something, so, a mechanic like that could really be cool in a sequel. They, there's, there's many things you, they can do with it. And especially with a creator like Ichino, who is very, but he, he's a very innovative man. Uh, I'm sure he has a lot of ideas that he wants to do, uh, which is why I am, I'm excited to see. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of unique stuff in uh, if there's ever is a a Dragon's Dogma two. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, especially with the RE engine, they certainly have like a lot of power to their games. It's also it's like basically fueling everything, like. Uh, the latest Street Fighter Six, which I am super excited for. That, that game looks very, yes. very good. Yes, I, I agree. I'm looking forward to Street Fighter Six as well. Well, rock on! I, I, I hope they, I hope they deliver. Um, so I, and I, I guess I'll be kind of dreading this, but I think this is the point where our pleasantries kind of end, at least for a bit. Um, because uh, as I was saying earlier, you kind of have a lot of like controversial takes. You kind of like sprinkled them in like some of your answers here. But uh, you know, I, I'm usually somebody that is like a vanguard of all media. I, I've tried to at least branch out, and I've talked to like a lot of people from like different regions in regards to like media from around the world. So I guess I want to dissect this whole your whole take that you have against Western media. Like I, I guess. For my audience that doesn't know, why why this contempt for Western media? Well, I wouldn't say it's a... I wouldn't have too much against it. It's just that it's there's just so many... There's so much more we could learn uh, game design-wise that a lot of Western developers, for example, when it comes to video games... Uh, they could learn a lot from that, but when it comes, when it even in general, the West could learn so much from Japanese culture that they just uh, refuse uh, to to do. And I've been trying to, uh, uh, of course, there's there's a lot of people that, and uh, uh, I say this, they get really mad. This has happened a few times in the comment sections and and stuff. But there's so, there's so many things we could learn, uh, so uh, I and I, that's what why I'm I'm trying to spread. Uh, I feel I feel like we could, we if if uh, if Westerners want to want to keep uh, keep keep their culture the way it is, uh, that is fine. But I still think they they could learn. Uh, they could they could learn to have a more respectful. Uh, attitude towards people that is uh, very much uh, missing in a lot of people today uh, that is that is one thing that I think a lot of people uh, should take from Japanese culture this being more respectful to each other hmm. so I guess I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of confused here because you say like Western media but like you know in in that sense like you're talking about like a lot of different blocks here so like because you know i mean you have like the united states you have like europe which even in europe it has like you know there's a difference between like british media and french media you know you have latin america with its own diverse media so it's just it feels like it's this kind of weird dichotomy that you're presenting so i guess if you want to like elaborate on that well the thing the thing about it is that most of it, I would say, is American media, uh, first and foremost. And the thing is, is that uh, when it comes to when it comes to Europe, I see this a lot since I since I live uh, there. Uh, they take a lot of uh, a, a lot of inspiration from from American media, and not even media, just lifestyles and. It, if we look at where I live in Sweden, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, we took inspirations from Americans. Uh, that uh, a lot of the people that I know, older people, have been talking about how many many things afterwards have become worse 
the quality of food has become worse. Uh, just attitudes in people have become worse, uh, which is, I think uh, at this point, it's just, it's not just American, uh, because it has, it has spread to Europe as well. So it's now, it's also a European thing. And I see this in, I've seen this in people who are from uh, uh, the Netherlands, people who are from Italy, who I've talked to, uh, French people, British people as well, and uh, I, I see this kind of, uh, uh, this type, the, just when it comes to media as well, the taste, taste in media is very, it's, uh, it's very, uh, we, we have become, if, it, if this was in the 80s, people would say that, uh, that we're, we're becoming Americanized, but at this person, at this, at this point, we, that it that's just how how we are now and um, it's, uh, i think it's, uh, it's uh, of course it's not all bad things but, uh, it's also there have also been a few uh things that people have been complaining about i've seen of, over the years um hmm. and, right uh, but i don't but believe like the the problems that you're talking about are like like have stemmed necessarily from like America's because I do agree that America does have a wide influence on like the world. I mean, your superpower it's like what happens, but I don't think like a lot of the problems that you're talking about are necessarily coming from America, but rather it could be just tied to like general like strife that has been going on in the world, especially with like COVID and you know certain other issues like that. Well, yes, there has been a lot of things recently, but they, they, these are things that have been like long before, like years, years and years before that I've noticed that I've been, it was right after I discovered uh, Japanese culture where I, I noticed that, wow, I, I, I have a lot to learn. I could be a much better person. And I feel like that's a thing. And over the years, I, I have been, I have been, I have become a better person since uh, and I wanted to share that with the world, and uh, I wanted to bring up things that I that I don't particularly enjoy about Western culture, and uh, and see how uh, how people feel about it. Maybe some people will start thinking about about the things I have to say, and uh, well, those who, who don't, that uh, that's fine. Uh, I don't expect to to uh, convince everyone, so. I don't think it's like a matter of convincing. It's just like I'm, I'm not even sure I really see the same problems that like you see. Like, yeah, I mean, cultures have influence on each other, but I don't think like that inherently means like you know. And I'm not saying that you believe this either, but that like said influence is necessarily a bad thing. I think you know, like culture from around the world has like its good and bad components to it. Like, and we, like you said, we can all learn from each other. Like, I don't think. Um, like, I have my own faults with, like, Japanese media, but would I discredit the entire, like, media from that country? Of course not. That would be, like, ridiculous. But I feel like you're doing the same with, like, American media. And, again, I'm trying to be as charitable as I can because I know, like, you know, like, I, I think a lot of your contempt is focused at, like, larger Western or, like, you know, larger American um media conglomerates like you know obviously disney owns 40 yes. percent of the fucking market i hate that and there goes the, the, the i have to put the explicit tag now because i said fuck so <laughs> do you see what i mean <laughs> um well i guess i guess i do well i do i do the biggest problem i have i have i have with just like you said with um, stuff like disney and and stuff and uh well, I guess uh, there are things about because a lot of people think I just hate everything that is that is Western, which is which is not true at all. Uh, I think one one of the parts that I that I do enjoy is uh, uh, is some uh, indie games I have a lot of respect for, uh, for example, and uh, and there there's. Uh, there are parts of uh, there's parts parts of a lot of Western culture that I'm totally fine with, and some of them I even like when it comes to history. For example, I have a I have a lot of respect for 
uh, for for older uh, older history. I I do really like uh, uh, like uh, old uh, uh, Greek history, like and uh, a lot of other stuff that is Western. So this there has been this. Uh, a lot of I've gotten I've also gotten comments about this. How people say I just hate Westerners and Western culture, which is which is not true. Uh, but the things that I do dislike, I I, I like to bring bring up because uh, I think I, I think it could either be better uh, or that it could just uh, or something I just want to bring up. Hmm. Okay. Well, I was. I was not expecting that answer. Huh. Okay. Um, so I guess you have like this, like, you know, um, y like I, we were talking a little bit earlier about like your community and um, I I'm guessing, it, and I do, and you did, and you do vouch yourself that your community is very good, but are, are you ever worried that you might like bring on members that don't necessarily have like as nuanced of a view as you do in regards to like your criticisms are focused at like, you know, larger western companies which again like well yeah focused at like larger western companies which i don't like completely hate but i do see like you know i think there is kind of a stifling when you do have like a concentration of like a concentration in these creative industries um but yeah do you do you think like you might draw in fans that don't like might actually take you at your word that like everything western is bad and essentially they like close themselves off to like like you said like indie developers or even like you know good media essentially mm. yes well I, I i do talk about this with my sword links too and there has been a lot of for example this is a this is actually a good example to bring up when there are new sword links that show up and uh, they don't know a lot of things uh about the about the community and they they say things and uh, and they maybe they don't use critical thinking a lot of the time uh, in the beginning there there were swordlings who lash out at them and uh, and uh, got uh, and, uh, said things to them and just called them uh, west uh, baka westerners and stuff like that uh, and that that's when i had to inform them that these people are new they don't they don't know uh, so we can't we can't just lash out at people uh, like that. They have to they have to understand the situation, and we have to be respectful and nice to people. Uh, and that is one of the things that I want. I want my I want my community to not be uh, disrespectful to other people. And if they if they are if if they have uh, opposing views, uh, we could have a calm discussion and uh, come come to a conclusion that way that's uh, that's the way to uh, to handle it i think and i so far i haven't seen anything bad happen and i uh, every every time this happens it's usually uh, when when it starts getting a little bit heated that's uh, it usually calms down pretty quickly so i uh, haven't had an issue in a long time now mm, well that's very positive to hear that's that's very good to hear um so I guess while we're in this, like, I guess, mind space for, like, you know, criticism and, f you know, fleshing out um, ideas, like, obviously you love Japanese culture, like, you know, you, you have, like, the raging boner for Japanese culture, um, but I guess, I, I, I'm curious, like, do, do you have any criticisms at all of Japanese culture, like, anything they're doing now that you're just not a, a big fan of? I know I think you've had some criticisms over kojima um so i i guess just yes. uh, i'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that well i do see this in some japanese developers is that they they could be it could go uh, two ways uh, i don't mind that the japanese developers take influence from western games because most of the time they do it's usually they see a western game and they see an idea and they're like oh okay uh, let's try this out i think we can ha we have an idea that we can do something like this but even better but let's try this out that's usually the mindset at the well the bigger developers like capcom or 
quite similar. So, uh, and uh, but then there there are those that I think is uh, uh, this was a problem in the in the in the in the let's see late two thousands was when a lot of developers and you 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 probably remember this too. A lot of Japanese developers made a lot of games that were targeted towards Westerners, and uh, everybody everybody that I've talked to who talk about those games, they were games from Capcom, and uh, well, all developers really, Konami, uh, Square Enix. Most people have agreed that those games were pretty bad or mediocre at best. Uh, and those are the things. Those are the things most people uh, agree with, with is when they try and target uh, an audience that they're not used to. That's usually when when it's uh, when it goes badly. And uh, I see some developers still have that kind of mindset. Uh, From Software is an example of that. Uh, but there are some smaller studios as well. They're mostly free. Those games are usually uh, free-to-play games, like mobile games and stuff. Uh, I don't really care too much about that. But I, I do think it's... Uh, even though it's, it, it is a thing I, I can't complain about, it, it, it is not as bad as it used to be. I think... Uh, I think pretty much everyone agrees that uh, most Japanese uh, game companies now are doing are doing better than what they did uh, back then. So I'm kind of curious, what games specifically do you mean? Because I think like what I would imagine when you're talking about the era is like Resident Evil, I guess, kind of had more of an appeal in the West um, or in in America. Well, America, PAL region. Um, I don't mm. know about Latin America. I'm not sure. If it had a lot of effect there um but yeah so what games in particular you're talking about well a good example would be uh, uh, oh now I, i don't even remember the name the name I'm, i'm not even sure if you remember this uh there was a capcom series i think they made three games for third person shooters uh, that were not very good Oh, the, the the name escapes me, but um, Lost Planet or yes, Lost Planet. Oh, I love Lost Planet. I love the co-op with like my brother. Those oh, games are fun. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're not too bad. Uh, but then we have games like uh, DMC, uh, which. Uh, Some people like like the gameplay, but uh, I'm, most people just uh, just hated everything else about it. Uh, the gameplay was okay at best, but Which going game? from a game uh, like Devil May Cry 3 and 4 and then to DMC was was a was a downgrade for anyone who played Devil May Cry. So it wasn't that was also something that was not uh, very popular. You had also Bionic Commando, uh, which was a Capcom game. There were a lot of Capcom games during this era, I noticed. And I tried to make. Uh, they made the... There was also, when it comes to Sega, they made Yakuza Dead Souls, which was also not... Uh, that was also targeted towards the West. Yeah, but I think and that was uh, meant to be cheesy fun, though. To be fair. To be fair. It probably was, but it was still. Uh, it could have been a, a, it could have been a great game, but it was. Uh, you can tell, you can tell that they didn't really, didn't really. They they didn't have their heart in it, and you can tell that they just want wanted to make a game that could appeal to, to the West. Uh, well, not not really, not really. Just I, I guess they they just uh, tried to appeal to America because that was. At the time, that was 60% of the gaming market at the time. I think that that was America alone was 60%, um, which is not not the case anymore. But back then, that was the, they they that was a huge part. Uh, 
but other uh, other than that there isn't really a, a and much else I have a problem with uh, with the Japanese culture uh, I guess uh, there are smaller stuff that uh, that people complain about that I don't that I don't uh, either don't have a, a big opinion of or that I don't think is that big of a deal uh, usually it's just culture differences uh, most of the time uh, so yes, the the, I guess that's it, really. Hmm. So um. So you you don't have any beef with like let's say um like, for me for example like uh, I don't like Japan's like you know grind culture you know it's um, in many ways very similar and very different to like what we have here in America um so so nothing like that that comes to mind for you. No, I guess it's uh, it's easy to see the negative parts of it because there are a lot of people that uh, have this because uh, it's but it's uh, it depends on what position you're in because if you're just a typical let's just say an office worker uh, you're probably gonna have uh, a just a lot of work and be forced to do a lot of work. Uh, mentality also can also be good uh, for example there's a lot of people that do a lot of work and want to work a lot this game design comes into this there's very few Japanese uh, uh, game, game designers or working at game companies that actually complain about their company everyone has uh, has a very uh, fairly positive view uh, on their company and where they work uh, as opposed to uh, in the West, where there's a lot of uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of complaints about how how some people are overworked uh, in the game industry in the West, and uh, in uh, in in Japan, uh, it's it's more like they want to work on it. There's a lot of uh, they have a lot of uh, motivation, and uh, they they uh, they just really like working on whatever they're working on. Yeah, but is uh, it like genuine motivation, or are we talking about like you know, since it's like a culture that kind of expects that from you to deviate from that would be seen as, um, you know, unfavorable. Like they kind of socially condition themselves to kind of see it that way. <clears throat> well, I guess that's uh, if they're if they're happy with what they're doing, uh, there's really no issues. But if they if if they actually have any issues, they wouldn't really be staying twenty to thirty years in the same company if they're having a lot of issues with them. Hmm. Uh, for example, there are some some high higher ups uh, on uh, that uh, that that just works longer than they have to. A lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, Japanese developers. Ichino is a good example. Uh, the one who, who's working on Dragon's Dogma, he is uh, someone who uh, likes to stay behind and and work extra on his own, because he wants to keep working on whatever he's working on. And uh, that can be said about a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, artists in general. Uh, they have this menta that mentality is that they they uh, they usually work a lot. And, and most of the time, they would the, the company themselves have to have to have to tell them that they need to take a break. Uh, so that kind of uh, that that kind of mentality can be both uh, bad and and good. It's just like with every, any other culture, really, and uh, any other mindset. There's usually always a good and a bad, and it depends on what situation you're in and what you're working. Uh, working with and what you're what you're working as, uh, but for 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 me personally, who's also a game designer, I've taken that uh, I've taken that mindset to heart, and I've been uh, I'm currently uh, working on a game, and uh, it's been going really well for me personally. Hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And so I guess what you're saying is that it is a matter of kind of tailoring it to, you know, you know,、um, we want people to have passions. Like to me, I think that, you know,、uh, because I'm very much an advocate for like creatives because, you know, I don't think that like, I, I hate the whole stereotype of like, you know, the obsessive creative to where like, oh, their art, they're like a tortured soul and their artwork is like consuming them. Like, I don't think we have to be that. I think like,、um, You know, that like burnout is a real thing, especially in like, I mean, broadly, but even in like creative industries. And I think an important part of the creative process is taking, like, stepping away from your work sometimes. And, you know, it's just,、um, I mean, I, I'm not sure on the numbers now, but I know there's like, you know, mental illness、uh, crisis in Japan.、Uh, I, I don't want to go really too much into that because, you know, it gets really dark if you explore that more.、Um, Well, that's, that's also been、uh, that, that part is actually. I think it's been、uh, last time I checked, this was、uh, was it 90%, 90% of those cases from depression is usually from bullying.、Uh, and not much so from,、uh, from, from just、uh, the environment or anything like that. And of course, bullying can come from many different. Of course, it's not just many people think of、uh, school environments first and foremost, and that is, of course, the biggest one.、Uh, but there's also bullying going on at、uh, companies as well. And、uh, that is the absolute biggest problem right now in Japan. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's bullying. That's, that is the, the number one cause of.、Uh, For, for depression and such.、Hmm. So, so that would be, I would imagine, something that you would want to, like, that you would criticize yourself in, in a sense. Yes, bullying is not, is not cool at all. Okay. Well, this isn't too much of a, you know, I, again, I don't know, like, the full, you know, politics of Japan, and I, I didn't want this to necessarily be the focus of it, but, um, You know, only because.、Oh, no, I, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I, I apologize if you. I, I know, I don't know how much you're familiar with it yourself. It's just, you know,、um, I think like, it, it is a very important issue to focus on. And I would like to like, maybe explore it further. But I guess in the meantime, since I have you on,、um, I wasn't necessarily introduced、uh, to your work through you. I think you have,、um, I don't know if it's like an identical twin brother or if it's just like your brother, Dave Pretendo.、Mm, yes, that's right. Right.、Um, so I, I, I guess, what has he been up to? Well, I don't really talk to him too much.、Uh, he used to be my editor for a while. And then、um, right now he is,、uh, yes, we are, we are twin brothers, uh, uh, by the way. Uh, just to, just to,、uh, uh, just to point that out.、Uh, but he has been,、uh, well, I guess he's just doing his own thing.、Uh, he's just,、uh, I don't know. I, I don't really keep,、uh, keep up with him. We talk sometimes, but、uh, we, ki- we, we kind of,、uh, We don't really talk as much as we used to.、Uh, after he. he uh, we kind of had a. a, a, a mis- uh, well, I guess.、Uh, hmm. Well, let's.、Uh, I'm just going to say how it is. He, he just.、Uh, he was、uh, acting very rude, and. And、uh, I, I, I just didn't want him、uh, working on the videos anymore because I wasn't making any progress. So, so he's not working for me anymore. We, we, we still talk, but we, we don't really hang out as much as we used to. Oh, that's kind of sad to hear. I mean,、uh, I, I have a great relationship、mm-hmm. with like, my older brother.、Um, so, I mean, you, you don't ever see yourself reconciling. I mean, not to say that's like intense beef、oh. that you have with like, your brother, but you don't ever see yourself reconciling with him, maybe collabing with him. That would be pretty fun. Mm, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind because we do, we do, uh, we do uh, talk. Uh, whenever, whenever we talk, we usually talk about stuff that we en- enjoy.、Uh, we, we, he does enjoy a lot of JRPGs, just like me.、Uh, 
So it would be it, it would be interesting uh, to have him on, and we could talk we could talk about JRPGs. Uh, uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm focusing on uh, working on um, uh, reviews and stuff. But for, for the future, uh, maybe later this year, that could be something interesting. A lot of people uh, are interested in my past, uh, so that could be that could be something. Yeah, because I saw that. Uh, I think he also streams uh, occasionally too, and I think I'm guessing from like his um, pictures that he's also a fan, uh, like me, of laughing games, which I got into with um, um, my my brother. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely love to see games. more of uh, you um, collabing with him in some way. I, I I think that would be nice. You know, get the brothers together. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, I wouldn't have an issue. I don't think he would have an issue with it either. Uh, so that was because uh, he's not—he's not camera shy, uh, at least from what I understand. Uh, so the, it, it, sh it shouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. Seems very cool. Very cool. Now, um, I, I know we haven't really talked about this too much, and I apologize because I'm not as familiar with this content from you. Um, but you've also done outside of like reviews. You have done like things where you talked about like aspects of um, Japanese culture. I think you have a series. I, I the name is eluding me right now. I, I'm a terrible podcaster because I didn't write down the fucking name. But um, yeah, I guess if you could go into kind of that like Please little sub series that you have in the works. Oh, are you talking about um? um... I have I have a I have a couple so I I don't really know specifically which one you're talking about if it's are you thinking about uh, Gaiden the first Soul fifty seven Gaiden yes or... I believe I am yes yes okay yes uh, so that that one is a series abinne which is the continuation uh, of the Sephiroth Soul fifty seven show which is the review show I do on YouTube and. Uh, uh, there's only one episode at the moment, which you probably know, uh, and that has been uh, uh, put on hold for a little bit because I don't have the. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I don't really want to. I don't feel like I have uh, the right amount of uh, uh, time or. Uh, just uh, props, resources to make it the way I want it to be. Uh, so I've been holding off uh, on making it until I've uh, until I have uh, until I have enough that I that I that I can create uh, create it the way I want it to be, or at least close to how I want it to be. Hmm. Yeah, I could respect that. Um... Well, I mean, I, I wish you the best of luck on that. I, I think outside of that, um, do you have any other big projects on the horizon? I know you're talking about like the game that you're developing, which I think you had like a. Unfortunately, I, I think you had a like Kickstarter, but didn't really make enough money to do that. Um, so, any other mm. big projects, I guess, on the horizon? Well, there might be something uh, related to that. Uh, like I mentioned, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I am working on a game, uh, which uh, uh, I'm sure something will come of that. I don't, I don't want to say too much, because uh, usually when people make promises, it usually doesn't end well. So I'm just gonna be saying that I, I'm working on something uh, that is related to uh, to that or so, some something that uh, that has to do with. And making games at least i'll look forward to that um definitely um oh you know what i have to bring this up because it's been driving me nuts right what is your beef with bob ross bob ross well i don't have a beef against him i would say i just uh, i just think he's uh, pretty boring well, isn't that, like, the design of this show? It's supposed to be boring? Like, it's supposed to be, like, instructional. Oh, that's not... Well, that's... Oh. I've, I don't really... I don't really 
Okay, I, I, I don't really understand. I, I don't know why you want, why we people want to make something that's boring. Well, no, not making something boring. It's like the idea of like just creating like it, it's like the process of painting. I think is like the fun with like Bob Ross. Like, like to me, I, I think like a lot of people like Bob Ross, myself included. I, I think um, what his program was was very interesting in regards to um, you know it, it was like very like instructional, very like kind of calming. You know, like kind of in line with like this lo-fi movement of like more calming media. And things like that. Oh, and I think he's, I think he's terrific. Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I I tried watching it. And I didn't get anything out of it, and uh, I think I mentioned it in the video that I made. I don't think he's a bad artist. Uh, I just think it, it's it just doesn't just doesn't speak to me at all. I don't I, I don't find it interesting. But I I guess that's the, the I guess that's a difference in in uh, culture. Again, there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can respect that. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I could see how... Um, although, I, I'm, I would be surprised... I'm kind of surprised that, like, you're not as big into it. Because I know um, a lot of Japanese animation, there is, like, this focus on um, environmental art. Because a lot of it is obviously drawn from, like, uh, you know, the Japanese countryside. Which is very is which does have a focus on like greenery and like color and a lot of that. I think there was like a fellow YouTube content creator that like kind of did like a di like an hour long dissection of like focusing on how the anime or how the anime how the Japanese countryside is portrayed in like anime. So like I I guess I'm very surprised that you you wouldn't that wouldn't be like your thing. Well, I I am fine with it. Uh for me it has to be there has to be something else as well uh, I, I don't just want because uh, I, I for example if I watch, watch if I was watching an anime and there was there would only be landscape nothing else I wouldn't find that very interesting what are you talking uh, I would I want that to be super interesting else. oh like a show where it's just like anime landscapes and like just exploring it like that. Like I'd love to see that. Hmm. Damn, dude, you should pitch that. <laughs> I I don't know, but I I, I usually don't. Uh, I usually don't. I, I want I want something out of uh, uh, out of art more than just that. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I also don't uh, like movies like. Uh, like Djibouti, for example, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like their movies, and especially not the the man behind it. Uh, but uh, started that whole thing, uh, Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, a lot of people took inspiration, but it, uh, you could tell that that's a very, that's a very bitter, miserable man. Uh, I think no, we actually I, have, I, like, yeah, that's a point I, I, um, I did, like, an earlier episode, this is way back when I, um, before I was doing interviews, where I was talking about, um, his son, Goro Miyazaki, and how, like, Hayao Miyazaki, like, basically, and, like, there's that famous footage of him, like, watching his son's film, and he, like, shits on it, and I was defending Goro, because I think that was, like, really, really harsh, so I do have my own criticism of Hayao Miyazaki, even though, like, I do like a lot of his work. I think you are right. I think there is kind of, um, kind of a coldness to him that I think can very much affect not only his views on like media, but, and I don't want to like armchair psychology this, you know, because you know I I don't really know him, but yeah, you know that affects like how he treats other people and. Um, oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah, you think so. Yes, uh, he, 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 the way he react to everything that is isn't made by him, is uh, it's it's very, it's very non-Japanese. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's just and any they could show great creations. I think one of the things he said uh, is that it was only one movie that made him cry, and it's a movie he made. Which that's uh, 
I forgot what movie it is. It's some of his garbage movies. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, but he was uh, that's uh, that's a lot of uh, self love there. That's a uh, that is not a very uh, flattering. Uh, would you say? Uh, it's the way to uh, to uh, show the world how you how you are. That's uh, it's very strange. A very 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 strange man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. But what can you do? Um. So, I guess. Hmm. What was another topic that I want to discuss with you? That I'm really curious about. So, um. <laughs> and this is just. I'm sorry if this seems very scattershot with how I answer my questions. It's just like the way that I am. Um, it's okay. So, like, with with your audience, you call them like swordlings. Like, is there any particular reason, like, mm. wh like why, why, why you chose that? Well, it it is because uh, my YouTube name is Sephiroth Sword Fifty Seven. It uses I use uh, I call them swordlings from that from the sword part of the name. And that, that's it, just, you know, kind of an offshoot of, like, your name on YouTube? Yes. Uh, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, sorry. Uh, uh, yes, that is pretty much it. Ah, okay. No, I could, I could definitely respect that. Um, I, I also saw, and, uh, yeah. I gotta admit, you got like, you got some cojones on you for this one. You have a ten thousand dollar tier on your Patreon. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh yes, you're talking about the one swordling tier. Yes, on yeah. Patreon. Yes, uh, it is for, it is for the ones the the number one Sephiroth Sword Fifty Seven fan. So the number one swordling, uh, and. Uh, tier is uh, it was created because uh, it was uh, a few swordlings who thought it would be a good idea because then you would be able to differentiate who the who the actual number one because over the years there's been so many people saying that they are my number one fan but there, there's no there's no facts to back that up but with a tier like this uh, we would know for sure who is the number one fan. Uh, so far though, I haven't seen anyone taking that spot for, for some reason. Uh, so I've been, uh, I'm still waiting uh, for, for people to, to show up. Well, right, because that's like, that, that's and there's, one, there's only one $10,000. Yes, uh, which is why it is the not the the one spot only one person could be able to do that right so just to understand like you yourself aren't a swordling like it, you don't fit into that like like category because you like so like what is your ranking in this well that's interesting I, i'm currently working uh, on a uh, ranking the ranking system for the for the sephiroth sword 57 fan base and uh I have uh, right now. Let me just uh, let me just pull it up uh, so that I can give you the right the right information. Uh, it is. Oh, my computer is a little slow. Hold on. Oh yeah, no worries. Um, in the meantime, do you have, do you mind if I ask you uh, more questions here? Oh, it's yes. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, kind of a little, little fun question, but you know, obviously, you, um, I imagine you trained uh, under the way of the sword. I, I think you've talked about. I don't know if you've really talked about before. Um, so, how proficient would you say you are with, um, like a katana, right, or like what have you trained under specifically? <clears throat> well, I. I don't have any official uh, Kenjutsu training, which is sword uh, martial arts. 
this self-taught. Uh, while, while on the other hand, I uh, as a martial artist, uh, stuff like judo and karate, I have some training uh, officially from from different dojos. Uh, so, uh, sword, I I am mostly self-taught, and I do train multiple times a week. Uh, most of the most of the time. Uh, it's just uh, I, I combine uh, regular, regular uh, unarmed martial arts, and uh, sometimes I do do some uh, kenjutsu with this, with my boken that I have, which is uh, a wooden sword. Hmm. I see. That's very cool. Um. So I, I guess how has that like been working for you in terms of like your own fitness and everything? Oh, it's great. Uh, I've been doing it now for oh how many years has it been? It's been uh, twenty-two years. Has it been that long? Wow, twenty-two years—that's impressive. I think. Oh, it's longer. Uh, I started training in two thousand five. Uh, so, like seventeen years or so. 17 years but i did I, I did do a little bit of uh, karate and stuff before but if we're talking about the sword i guess yes yeah, 17 years uh mm. with the sword so you could probably easily like destroy me in a fight like no questions just annihilate me if, if you don't have any earlier uh, ex experience then uh, probably yes ah damn rip <laughs> um so uh you oh yes uh, i was you... gonna bring up the the ranking oh uh, yeah thing. yeah go, so, ahead. go ahead so yes uh i guess i could this is a little teaser for the for the future that i can talk about so there are let's see here okay so there are uh 17 different ranks uh, they could have as a sword link, uh, which with number eighteen being me at the top. Uh, so I have the name of Su Supreme Omikami, which means uh, supreme. I um, would be the translation over God, something along those way. Ah, that's uh, very interesting. And, uh, but uh, I, I can't spoil too much about it. I, I, I will be making a video on this uh, in the future. Uh, so uh, I guess look forward to that. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Um, well, I think we are approaching the hour mark here. And usually my uh, interviews to, are roughly an hour long. But I guess before I let you go, because... Um, I think I saw this briefly on your... God, I can't remember where I saw it from exactly, but um, I, I guess I'm kind of curious, outside of, like, you know, Japanese animation, uh, like, what is your favorite, like, um, since I assume it's going to be from Japan anyways, like, what's your favorite movie, but I guess, like, what's your favorite Japanese movie outside of, like, Japanese animation? Oh, that's... Hmm. I, I have talked about it recently, that it, sh it, it changes uh, over... Uh, I do change my opinion for, because there's so many the, the movies I like the most uh, are a couple and uh, I, I will be bringing uh, Kagemusha is one of my favorites uh, that is a that is a, a classic uh, movie uh, I'm sure you, you know Akira Kurosawa yes I uh, love Rashomon Am I saying that right? Yes, yes, that's that's also one of my favorites. Yeah. That, yes, uh, which is just uh, uh, that was my favorite for a while. And they, uh, and uh, uh, cur currently, uh, Kagemusha is my favorite. So uh, that's what I'm gonna gonna be saying now. But I might change my opinion uh, in the next. Uh, in the in the next uh, couple of months or so, uh, but uh, 
we also have uh, Samurai 7 was one of my favorites for a while uh, Jojimbo is uh, was my favorite a few months ago actually so uh, those are those are all really good movies mm. yeah yeah for sure I've heard good things about I think I uh... Samurai Seven, although I haven't, I've unfortunately haven't been able to see it yet because it's like three hours long, right, or something like that. It it is it is very long, uh, but it is a great movie. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to check that out. Well, like I said, we're at the hour mark. Um, for my listeners, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on this um, episode. If you want to support the podcast, you could do so in a number of different ways. Um, I think I made this announcement earlier, but uh, in case for anybody that missed it, um, I will no longer be doing monthly uh, subscriptions through Anchor. Instead, I have a new Patreon account with uh, its different tiers, uh, and in, if, in each tier, you get like different, um, you know, rewards. The most, uh, but the most basic reward across all of them is that I would read out your name in the credits here. But you know, I don't have any patrons yet, so the spot's kind of blank. But if you want to support me monthly, you can do so through Patreon. I think Patreon also does, like, one-time donations. I'm not really sure, but you can support me there. I also have my Ko-Fi account still up, so if you want to do one-time donations through that, that's also available. Uh, the links to all this should be on my Twitter account, at PodcastingPasta. Again, that's at PodcastingPasta. All one word. The P's are capitalized. Uh, Seth, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to shout your own socials where people can find you, uh, go ahead. Yes, well, arigato for having me on. And yes, you can find me on SethRoadSword57 on YouTube. Uh, on, on Twitter, which I mostly use uh, outside of YouTube, it's uh, SethRoadSword underscore. Rock on, rock on, and uh, just a reminder to my audience to be respectful if you can, please. Uh, Sephiroth Sword was very respectful to me here, so I, uh, Matt, I would like for you to extend that same respect, you know, to him. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and take care, everyone. Bye.